I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong, where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. I am so excited to have today my new friend and soror, Annetta Thomas. Hey, lady. Hey, soror. How you doing? All is well. I'm so blessed. I can't complain. Mm, ain't nothing wrong with that. Look, you know, we talked about before we actually started our interview. I've just been excited about life. It's been a lot going on, but I'm here. So good to hear that you're well, too. And, you know, just before we even get into the interview, congratulations to you on all that you've been able to accomplish thus far, especially with your move to the DMV. Thank you so very much. It has been a busy season, but I'm not complaining because, you know, being blessed, who would ever find anything wrong with that? Nobody. <laughs> it, very it, much so. It, because all my folks that's up in the DMV area, I know y'all listening. You want to check out this sister. Y'all want to connect with her because she good people. Trust me. So, yeah. So, I mean, so I'm telling them that. So why don't you tell us about yourself? Who are you? What is your story? Okay. So let me start with child first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so <let me laughs> about me. I am, man, I would tell you there are so many ways that I would use to describe myself and none of which has anything to do with what I actually do. I consider myself to be my own internal comedian, but the reality of the world that I live in is I just love people. I love being able to connect with people. I love being able to try new things and I love being able to help other people. And so a little bit about my background is that I am, as you know, a first generation college student and I have been, I've been on my grind for a while, you know, like I, there's no shortage of work ethic in my family. So I am a career coach, a life coach, counseling about it for my LPC exam. I also work for the government full time during the day. So I have a pretty busy and full plate and I, and I believe in work-life alignment. So that's kind of in a nutshell. I help people kind of navigate their career from the coaching mm-hmm. side of my business called Purposely Be LLC. And during the day, I do assessments, psychological assessments to help people who work in high risk positions. That's really nice. Really nice. So let me ask you this. How did you get into the life coaching and, and helping people? Like, What was your driving force? I had a really great mentor, actually. I was focused on doing counseling, doing therapy, getting certified to become a licensed professional counselor in the DMV area. And one of the things that he kind of deposited on me was you want to build your brand you want people to know who you are and I'm thinking like how can I do that beyond blogging what ways can I get out into the community and help people where what is my niche do I have any experience that would be helpful so if you were to look at my resume it's very long and so part of what I've learned how to do is navigate life in a way that always allows me to move up move forward to grow professionally and so mm. I think the thing that I was most passionate about 
which is securing the bag and, and, and learning as much as I can. And I navigate it from being within the helping profession, within social, the social sciences, social services field, um, and through HR. I've gone through HR. I've gone through uh, working in laboratories and such. And so I've figured out a way to kind of become a novice, learn as much as I can, and then help other people grow and excel. So I, I know what it's like to feel stuck. And so I want anyone that I come in contact with to be able to elevate to the next level and not feel stuck. So I work with people on, I, I noticed that I was helping coworkers who were struggling with feeling stuck, feeling like they were in a job where they didn't really, they didn't like, they weren't growing from it. And mm-hmm. I would give them different feedback and advice and guidance watching them excel. When I tell you, I believe that if you're in my circle, you will win. And I realized mm-hmm. that people who weren't even in my circle, they were like two or three levels removed by being able to be in contact with me and giving them tips. They were winning and, and, and they were exceeding me. They were growing, they were outgrowing where I had gone, as far as I had gone. And so I was like, wait, if I'm doing this and I'm able to help other people and the people that know me, imagine what I can do for people who don't know me. Mm, I like that. So let me ask you this too. When you think about helping people who don't know you and you think about the next five to 10 years, where do you envision yourself with this? Oh my gosh, that's such an awesome question. God is awesome. And I'm going to tell you, he's so awesome to me. I, I will tell you, and I was young in my, my early, early 20s young. I was into everything and I learned so much, but I felt like I had no purpose. And I am really big and I'm passionate about purpose. This is why mm. I kind of really connected with you because I really mm-hmm. feel purpose. And I was like, man, like I know what it feels like to be good, to be proficient, to be praised for things. But I know what it's like to not feel satisfaction even after doing things so well. And I said to myself, I was like, there has to be a bigger purpose. And whatever that purpose is, I need to figure it out because that's where I'm going to get my fulfillment. And then I won't have to hop around from position to position or thing to thing. And I can make better decisions about the people that I allow in my inner circle. And so for me, it was about just finding some clear space to be able to meditate and, and sit still and direct me into what I'm supposed to be doing. And so that ended up being the helping profession, helping profession being therapy, doing counseling, coaching, seeing what it was like for me to hit a couple rough patches or roadblocks and how God kind of carried me through that and how aggressive I was with getting through it or over it or around it. And so that kind of became my thing. Like in the next five years, I envisioned myself and having a private practice where I'll still be doing coaching as well as therapy. Um, I actually launched a women's group called Power. So it's psychotherapy for overwhelmed women, exploring resolutions, not the power as in the show that we all love <laughs> with ghosts, but power yes. to, order <laughs> to give women an opportunity to rebrand, rebuild, refocus and get what it is that they want, the results that they want to kind of do some self-exploration to figure out what they want. And so that's kind of in five years, that will, that will be my vision a private practice, build brick and mortar, helping people, coaching people, offering seminars and workshops in the community. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I see myself. I think that's really cool. And what I think is even cooler is being that you are a first-generation college graduate, we aren't always thinking about the helping people thing as much as we're thinking about securing a bag after school. So mm-hmm. I see how you had both I make this money, but I'm also help people. And that's not saying that we don't believe in helping people. But Mm -hmm. the reason, one of the primary reasons I went to college 
it wasn't to help people as much as it was to have a career for myself. But in the process, I learned how much I did enjoy helping people. And so I did want to do that, and, you know, inspire people. But it wasn't at the forefront, not as much as how to position myself, if that makes sense. So, yeah, absolutely. so to say that, I think that's really cool, you know, that you have such a heart to help and that you stayed true to that um, even mm-hmm. after, you know, getting your degree. And I mean, you even have a map, you're licensing a lot. Um, I say a lot. Mm-hmm. I was looking at MA and it was something like, tell me how you licensed your, it was a couple. So I have a master's in forensic psychology. I have a master's in clinical mental health counseling. I am a nationally certified counselor. I am also a resident in counseling. So what that means is that in the state of Virginia, I've been blessed by the powers that be to do Mm. therapy. And so I'll be sitting for my exam in another month or so uh, to be a licensed professional counselor. So, Mm. um, and I'm also a mental health specialist for the government as well. So that's kind of what those acronyms. It was M A N C C R L P C, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. yo, that means you've been working. I'm like, you have really yes, been working. Yes. So, I have so been let me even. Out. <laughs> I mean, not even like an understatement. Like grinding. Like, is there is there like mega grind? That's what we're gonna go for for you because you're definitely <laughs> in there. I tell you that. So just thinking about your journey, just as a as a first generation college graduate, as an adult. Is there something that you've learned about life that you wish somebody would have told you? Man, there's so many things that, in hindsight, you know, hindsight is always 20-20, as they say. In hindsight, there's so many things. And I would say my friends who listen to this podcast, they would be like, yes, this is so Anetta. Because I would say, like, man, they taught me how to do X, Y, and Z in college. They taught me how to do this thing in college. But they did not teach me how to adult, you know. Mm. And so kind of figuring out how to navigate fresh out of college, how to be realistic Mm. and what to ask for in a salary, how to establish a real sense of adulthood and autonomy from family, being able to be a part of a culture where that's collectivistic as African-American female, but also being able to step out and be socially bold and step out and take risks and travel and see the world. I wish someone had told me that, hey, guess what? You don't have to have all the answers right now, but be thinking about your future. Mm. Um, Because no one else, and I learned this the hard way, no one else cares about your career and your life and what you do more than you. So you need to, Mm. to figure out and be you have a I'm a planner so I'm an AD and a seer so I always have a plan and I know that nothing ever works out for sure the way that we want but at least I have a foundation and I wish someone had said guess what you don't have to have all the answers but always be thinking about what next mm, I like that I like that a whole lot the whole what's next because I thought about what's next but I just didn't have a plan always <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I thought about oh, what yeah. could be this could be mm-hmm. this could be but it was never like, no, it has to be. But I, I won't mm-hmm. even say that it was a, a bad thing that, because like you said, everything doesn't always work out and then being flexible mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. actually what's helped me in, in some senses. So, but again, to think about what's next and don't just, you know, say I, I'll figure it out when I get there. Like, no, think about it. Like, be intentional. I'm all about being intentional, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool. So on the flip side, what is the best piece of advice that somebody has ever given to you? Slow down. Mm. which sounds crazy for the person who's always doing so much just slow down part of it is part of it is spiritual the other part is that I'm just always doing so much and so for me I agree with you I believe in being intentional and for me I'm thinking about the future about family about having my own family I'm also thinking about the fact that life is so short 
that the slowdown doesn't have to mean stop doing what you're doing, but make sure that you take time to enjoy life. When I went to grad school the, the first time around, I was working full-time as a program coordinator in a therapeutic girls' group home, and I was also working at a, a place where we did, I, I oversaw an entire campus uh, with kids in care, and they had different locations. I went to grad school full-time, and I mm. had my, I was so focused. I was so, I had tunnel vision because I was like, all right, I am a first-generation college student, and beyond being a first-generation college student, I had a village that raised me, so I didn't have a traditional two-parent household. So for me, I was thinking, I have to be able to provide for myself. I have to be able to put a roof over my head. I have to be able to come out as an adult and, and be good, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Good. So I was so focused and driven that, you know, I had a couple of really good friends and people that were just acquaintances to kind of say, hey, sometimes you need to just slow down or maybe you need to sit still and and kind of wait for that purpose to come and and wait to find out what it is that you need to be doing so you're not doing everything. And so being able to do that and, and kind of taking a step back. Like, I've really been able to have rich experiences, rich connections with people, setting boundaries, feeling like every win, I'm going to acknowledge it no matter how small, and feeling like I don't have to be on the go. And it's okay to be in the house on the weekend and not feel like I need to be out hashtagging with everybody else every weekend. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> like, I'm really feeling because I'm like, yeah, you sound so much like me. <laughs> Innocent. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it is all a process. But again, like you said, we just have so much in common to even in the work that we do and living intentionally and living with purpose, all those things. I'm like, yeah, I've had to learn to slow down. And even as of late, like, you know, I was telling these past couple weeks have been crazy, but I'm like, yo, take a minute, breathe. And it's okay that you slow down. Cause sometimes we think to slow down means that we're getting behind. And that's something yeah. that I, they don't teach us in school either. Because I think sometimes we are in school and what we're taught about living is, you know, you gotta get ahead, you gotta get ahead. It's one mm-hmm. thing to think ahead. It's another thing to get ahead because what the get ahead looks like may take two years for somebody else and two months for somebody else but for us it's just about worrying about yourself and so Mm -hmm. um again just making sense of everything is all a process but slow down thank you for saying that and i'm gonna say it for them again for you slow down life ain't going nowhere it's still gonna be there you know when it's over it's over absolutely so thinking about success and failure I want to kind of go there for a minute because you've had much success in your career. Would you be willing to share with us, you know, maybe one of your biggest failures and what you may have learned from it? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for me, I have, I definitely believe in success and failure. And when I hit probably like my mid-20s, for me, I feel like I'm always going to be young. But um, I had to do a reframe and kind of look at what I was deeming as my failures as opportunities for growth. Because the word failure is so hard. In my mind, it's harsh. And and working in the field of the helping profession that I see people beat themselves up tremendously. And I am my own worst critic. So I'm going to tell you, I have had a number (laughs) of uh, opportunities for growth or a number of failed moments or things that I wasn't as successful as I would have liked to have been. When I first started graduate school, I started out in a dual program and overdoing it, not being able to slow down, doing double duty working and, and such. I got to a point where I was so stressed out and so stressed out that a healthy mid-20s, I started getting sick. And I would go to the doctors and I was like so stressed out thinking I had like some issues with my stomach and they were like, no, we don't see anything. And I remember the doctor asking me like, oh, are you stressed out? So I started crying and I was like, man, I, I can't do, I want to do the way that I want to do. 
because I'm so focused on achieving these levels, right? Because the reality is you go to college, there's an expectation, whether your family or friends or whomever the community says it, there's an expectation that you're going to be successful and that you're not going to squander away an opportunity that maybe other people didn't have or that they weren't focused enough to get to that point. So I was very focused for that reason in particular too. Being a first-generation college student and my family to go to a four-year college, I was so focused. I felt like it was important and necessary to be successful no matter what that looked like that I withdrew from my dual program and I came out, I cried telling my advisor, like, I can't do this anymore. And he didn't know what I was talking about at the time. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I said, I want to finish this program, but I just don't have it in me. And mm. I withdrew from the program. And I had never got to a point in my life where I did not complete what I started. So for me, that was a really big deal where some people were probably like, oh, well, you know, it's okay, you can take a break. For me, it was like, I might not come back. So I finished with one degree as opposed to the dual degree, and I accrued a lot of that. Do it, you know? So for me, that was not like my favorite highlight of, of my life, but I also have had others where I've been in places of employment and, and being a minority in a lot of places where I've been in my life, not being well-received and not really knowing how to handle that being a hard worker and realizing that sometimes it doesn't even matter about how hard I work but being just so devastated that it was about politics and not being able to handle it as gracefully as I would have liked to it really taught mm. me a significant life lesson about how to handle difficult situations with difficult people that may not like me no matter what I do or how intelligent I am or how hard I work and so you know that was one of the things that I learned a, a hard way like guess what some people aren't going to like you and they might not look like you and they may feel intimidated by you but you still have to maintain your integrity you have to maintain your character and you have to learn how to walk away from time mm. so those are two significant life experiences that I've encountered that I thought as, as failures or, or moments for growth opportunities for growth Mm. So then what do you tell somebody who is currently experiencing some kind of challenge or feeling like they've just absolutely failed? How would you encourage them? So one of my taglines from Purpose and LLC, my business, is live on purpose, life gets better. Having experienced a, a ton of loss and hardships, trials, and successes, I've absolutely figured out that there is this cycle, there's this life cycle of growth, and, and it can be amazing. But don't think that because today in this moment that it won't get better and make decisions based on the moment where you feel like you are at your greatest, greatest valley. If we operate as if we are always going to be in the valley, we won't feel like we have a reason to move forward, to go on, to try harder, to try again. We will feel like if we don't succeed the first time, then we have to give up. So I do believe um, be intentional in everything you do. Even if it doesn't work out the way that you want, because life is still way better because you're still trying. You're still mm. trying to, to improve your life and or the lives of others around you. Because you can't not lose by trying. So live on purpose. Life gets better. Mm. Live on purpose. Life gets better. I think it's gonna be the name of your show. <laughs> guys i like that that is why that's that's the uh live on purpose life gets better it does as long as you live in gosh it's so deep so powerful i love this kind of thing it's exciting and encouraging even for me to just hear what you've got to say about your own life and the experiences that you've learned because while there may be failures for you there have been no losses and i think that's what's important to take from what you've shared because everything you've taken and you've fed yourself with it 
And like, I'm like, man, I hope the people are getting that. Just keep going. And you've said that, but it's like, man, you're not just saying it, you're living it. And that's the difference because people can talk all day about how be encouraged and be empowered, but then they're not even that way themselves. <laughs> so you, so you talk to talk and walk the walk. If you'd be willing to share with us, what do you think is the most significant thing that you've learned about yourself as an adult? That's a really great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> as an adult, man, I think that for me as an adult, one of the things that I've learned about myself is that I I am full of surprises. I am, I am absolutely full of surprises. And what I mean by that is that the things that I think will be may not be because I might wake up and say, okay, what next? I want to do something that I've never done. I want to take chances. I want to. I want to live like today might be my last day. And I used to be a very safe person, a very like planned, methodical person. And, and I, as I get older, as I move into this different life stage of adulthood, I find myself thinking like, you know what? Today is a perfect day to do something different, to mm. try and embrace change. Because you know, for me. You know, especially being a first-generation college student, like the focus had always been stability, especially financial mm. stability. And then mm. I got to a point where I was like, man, like, what if tomorrow all that you had worked for wouldn't be available because it might be your time to go home? Will you be okay with whatever your legacy is? And so what if that means taking a little risk, diverting from your plan, and just saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to disrupt my norm just so that I can have the full experience of everything that life has to offer. And so for me, like I say that sometimes I surprise myself and, and just when I figure out like, oh, I've got this adult thing, this life thing, even in my, my mid-30s figured out and I do something different and I'm like, man, that was a really great experience. For example, about four years ago, about four four or five years ago, I decided I wanted to go on vacation. And the people that I had been planning to go with, things fell through. And I was like, man, I really need this vacation. And and being a person who's always taught, you don't go places by yourself. You don't talk to strangers, whatever, whatever. You know, um, I packed my bag. I notified my agency that I wanted to go on travel. And I went to Jamaica by myself. And it was oh, wow. the best experience ever. And so that's what I mean when I say I'm so full of surprises. I do things that people will probably be like, that is so crazy. But it works for me. It clearly did. <laughs> and uh, that was very bold. That was very bold. Yeah. Because even now, especially and especially, I'm trying to be funny, but especially as a black woman, you went yes. out of the country and by yourself and... I don't know about you, but I've always been warned against that, especially as a woman. But mm-hmm. then a person of color, don't you do mm-hmm. that? Don't you? Don't mm-hmm. you go nowhere? And I'm like, what? But put all uh, the yeah, fear, the fear of God in you. You can put the fear of God in you about everything. And so I'm just like, man, I wanted the things I want to do is not feel like there was anything that I didn't do that I really wanted to do. And so I took, definitely took precautions. I had done my research and stuff like that. But but it was a good experience. And so yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. I surprise myself, and that's okay. I love that. Like, I really, like I did, like, I'm like, I know I keep saying that, but I'm like, I'm loving all this. I'm nuggets, nuggets, you know, wisdom. Take that. Um, Just do it. Gosh, yeah. I was so grateful for all of it. Well, I'm at a point now where um, I just, you know, we're going to wrap it up. But the biggest question that I have for you today, what is the one thing that you would want to leave us with to hold on to, to remember you by, to, to just have as food for thought for life? I would say the one thing that I would want your listeners to remember about me is that everything I do and everything that I would hope that your your listeners do, do it from the heart. 
be authentic, be genuine, let people see you for who you are, no matter, mm-hmm. even if you don't like who that person is, because somebody is going to be a blessing, who you are, who you really, truly are, is going to be a blessing for somebody. And they need to know that you are genuine, very authentic, just be yourself so that you can be a blessing to the people that you're intended to be a blessing to. Hmm. Well, yeah, you hit heavy today, but um, I, I can tell the work that you do is absolutely from your heart. And I am grateful for what you do and for the lives that you change and for how you're willing to make the, the world a better place. That is just amazing to me. So for those who have just connected to you today and want to stay in touch, how can they find you in the Internet space? Um, So I have a website and I'm also on social media. So my website is www.purposely-b.com. And I'm on Facebook as Purposely B, um, as well as Instagram and Twitter. So you can find me in all of those places. Um, I'm also on Psychology Today and that is Thomas. So you can find me on Psychology Today as well as uh, LinkedIn. So if anyone is looking for me, I'm out there. Annetta Thomas, Purposely B, LLC. Reach out to me. I'd love to chat with you guys. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so very much for for your time, for your wisdom, for your energy, for your enthusiasm for life. Um, You are greatly appreciated in this space. And I'm looking forward to staying in touch with you. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you so much for your gracious invitation to, to come and do this podcast. I was so tickled and so excited. You know, you don't even know how much of a blessing it was for you to even extend the offer. So I do not take this for granted. And I do appreciate the work that you're doing. And I think that you have definitely found a niche that we definitely need. And I'm mm. glad that you're doing it. So thank you mm. for the work that you've done as well. My gosh. Thank you. That That's much needed today. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome.